0: Fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio and it may be played on the air, who knows. Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. A wonderful, not quite as hot afternoon here on Casual Talk Radio. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Welcome or welcome back, depending on your situation. Today's episode was inspired by something I saw browsing through social media, and I'll tell what happened because I think it'll be funny, but my story I think is going to be frightening for some people that don't know this and just so you have some context here, there's a lot I've gone through that people simply don't know they don't know about, and it's because a lot of these kind of happen in private circles, and I don't mind telling the story because it's so long after the fact we're talking decades ago but A lot of people, there's a lot that people don't know. There's a lot that, you know, like my first girlfriend, she's the only one that knows certain things that happened to me. For those that, I'll give you a hint, I almost died once. And she she knows the situation. She knows the story. She knows what happened. She's the only one that knows the specifics behind that event and what went on there. She probably doesn't know much of the, the deep innards, but she knows the high level. She's the only one that does on that one. So here's, the, here's what happened on social media. There was, and a person gave a quote in response to this business that I thought was funny, but what, what happened was a person sent around what appears to be a screenshot from a text back and forth between a guy, and I can tell they're young, and a young lady. I can tell they're young, by the way, they're, they're misspelling and doing all sorts of crap, right? But text back and forth. Seems like they're getting set up to go and spend time together somewhere. Seemed like she was going to go to his place. Seemed like this is a first date. If you're cringing, feel free. It's fine. I can't see you. But he's asking, you know what? Let me know when you're going to be by or whatever. And she says something to the effect of we're on our way. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool. He's like, wait a minute. What do you mean we? And apparently she's like, yeah, I'm bringing my kids. And It seemed like he knew she had kids. I think that it's hard to pace it, but it seemed like he at least knew this, but he was concerned. He's like, wait a minute. I thought you were going to come yourself. And why are you, what are you talking about? And she couldn't find a babysitter. You know, the same excuses you always hear. Okay. He goes into this rant and he basically tells her this ain't going to work because I'm paraphrasing, but because, you know, I wouldn't be comfortable. Like, why would you bring children to somebody at some guy's house that you're going a first date with, isn't that dangerous? And, and I'm not comfortable. And I think you need to go to the other way. And then she goes into the usual rant and all the guys out there listening, you know, the one, right? You're just like every other guy and you F this, F you, and you know, that's all pushed back. It's all, you're the victim, right? It's victim blaming. So this started a whole big conversation about okay, this guy dodged a bullet with single mothers. I don't think personally that her being a single mother is really the problem because there are some single mothers that know what they're doing with their kids. But in her case, it was almost like she just cared about herself more than her children. That's where it started to go south. And for those that, and I guarantee you nobody really knows this. There are very few things that bring me to the point of anger that, you know, I feel the heat, right? Physically, where I feel like I could harm somebody. I'm trying to be, trying to censor myself. But harming a child, I'm talking harming that. And it seems like it's always mothers that do this. Harming a child is the one unforgivable for me because there's no excuse for it. And taking your kids to some stranger guy's house simply because you want to hang out It's shocking to me. It's appalling that she could even justify it because here's the thing. Let's say you can't find a babysitter. Okay. You just don't hang out. And you say, I can't hang out. I've got kids. It is what it is. That rhymes. So this again goes back and forth. And it reminded me of two, notably two situations that I was in, in a distant past life that I felt like I would share in response to this fiasco, because I've been down this road and I was trying to wrap my head around earlier. Okay. Which one came first? And I think I'm pretty sure nutty child girl came first before I need a green, green eye, light skin guy, girl. I think that's true. So I'll start with nutty kid girl. So now just to put some background here, this is decades ago, decades ago, I was young. I was crazy young, but At the time, I was doing a lot of blind dating, not because I wanted to be committed, but just for the, you know, hang out with somebody, talk to somebody new, meet new people. I wasn't trying to be sexually involved with anybody, believe it or not. I just, I wanted the companionship more than anything else. I was fresh off, especially with the first one. I'm pretty sure that had to be, in fact, I know it was, that had to be a few years after I met my first girlfriend. And I don't think I was fresh off a relationship. I think I took a break and then all of a sudden I was getting back in the group. So I, we we encounter each other. I forget specifically how. I'm pretty sure it was on a phone, blind date, something. Talk, she's very intelligent, very well-spoken, had no issues with her conversations. Great. She says, yeah, how about you come on by, hang out for a bit. And we had a level set understanding. You know, there's not. we're not trying to be sexual. We're not trying to be in a relationship. We're just trying to hang out, see where things go. She told me she had kids or a kid, no problem, didn't have an issue with this because at the time I wasn't picky. I became picky, but I wasn't picky at the time. So I drove down there and I'll never forget it. She was in downtown San Diego. I drive up to the building, you know, and it's, it's like out of those movies, you know, where there's like high rise and, but it's like a slum kind of thing. So I, I look and I'm like, okay, I don't know if I want to leave my car out here. It looks really sketchy. No problem. She meets me downstairs, okay? She's not what I expected physically, but again, I wasn't as picky as I became. We go up to her apartment. It's a studio apartment. Pretty sure that's right. It was really small. I remember it small. I remember the shag carpet that stood out to me. Like you're talking the old school, like 1960s, 1970s kind of shag. She had that carpeting. Okay, no problem. Met her kid. Kid seems pretty normal. Didn't same thing weird. And she wants to cook something. All right, cool. No problem. I'll help you because I can cook and, you know, I, we cook up the stuff and we're sitting and we're eating and we're talking and everything seems pretty cool. I, I, I felt pretty good. We had good conversation, no concerns. Next thing I know, she wants to go somewhere. She just wants to get out and go somewhere. And she's, the kid had gone, I, I think she went to the bathroom or something, but she's telling me, Hey, let's just, let's just go. What do you mean? well, let's just go. I, I want to get away. I want to go somewhere else. I don't want to be with this kid. Okay. But shouldn't you get a babysitter? Shouldn't you get something? No, it should be fine. Now that was red flag number one. But in my mind, cause I'm really young, I'm like, whatever you want to do, you know, I'm not going to tell you no. Okay. So <laughs> we were about to leave. We're walking out. Kid comes around the corner. Kid starts screaming, yelling, screaming, crying. Because she sees the mom's leaning. So she, mom goes to the kid, picks her up, and the kid stops crying. Like a faucet. Like it's like literally, ah, do, ah, you know, okay? I could see in the mom's eyes. This is like a she's done this before. This is a normal thing, and this is why she asked me to leave. Okay, no problem. <laughs> we we chat a little bit more. Kid, I think, fell asleep. I believe that's what happened. Fell asleep. And so she's like, okay, let's go. Let's sneak out. I'm like, are you sure? I don't think it's going to work. She's like, yes, let's just go. Let's just go. We got to be quick. Okay. So we're going out. We're as quiet as mice. We're going out, we're going down the stairs. We get to the front door. We hear a blood curdling scream, bloody murder scream. And we look up and because her apartment window is right there on the facing the street. And you can see the little girl is in the window screaming bloody murder, looking out the window, just bawling and, and crying. Girl's like, it's just go, let's just go. I'm like, I really don't think this is a good idea. Shouldn't you go and check on her? She's like, oh, she's she'll get over it. The kid starts vomiting because she's crying so much. She's literally like halfway choking herself. So now it's getting scary. Now I'm like, okay, this in my mind, I'm like, this isn't gonna work. I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> she has to go back up and see to the kid. She tells me, look, let's just call it a day. This isn't gonna work. And you know, and then we, I never talked to her again because she knew she's trapped. It is what it is. You, you became a parent, you got it, you own that, you got to have the responsibility. But that was, that freaked me, right? That whole interactions. Cause, you know, when I was in my 20s, you know, I was okay having kid singular, I was okay with it. But geez, when this whole thing happened, I'm like, you know, maybe this ain't for me, brother. Maybe this is what I don't want. Maybe that's not going to work. And, you know, I know. Like most of my friends that I grew up with, I think almost all of them, George, probably not, but the rest of them, I think all have kids, you know, like, I know Brandon has kids. I know, uh, Ardell, I I doubt he has kids, but maybe he does. I don't know. Hakeem. I know he has kids. Um, I'm pretty sure Creston's got kids. And so I knew Tanya, I know has kids. So I knew that kids were all around just for me. It wasn't going to work. John has kids. Wasn't going to work. Fast forward. I'm working at in this case a company it's out in um it's still San Diego but I'm working at a company it's out in Rancho Bernardo and or Poway rather Poway and I meet another girl blind phone situation same thing very intelligent no problems with the conversation I'm a little bit more picky now than I was before but she's really cool like I really enjoyed talking to this girl and she says You know, are you able to come up and hang out over a weekend or something? Okay, sure. So we make the plan and I'm going to drive up there and it's in, I'm pretty sure she was in San Bernardino. Of that's true. So I'm driving up. I've never driven that far, but no problem. I don't mind doing it. Go up and I get there and it's, it's a really rundown neighborhood. So now I'm getting flashbacks, right? Okay. Pulls up, she pulls up in a car, she gets out, and she's pregnant. She's got to be like six months pregnant. It's obvious pregnant, okay? She had told me on the phone that she had a child, that she had a daughter, but I didn't realize she was with child. I figured the child was already born. Turns out she does have a born child, but also is pregnant with a different child. To me, that's kind of of a lie of omission in a way. I let it slide. So we're hanging with this, we're hanging out, and this is in the era of Blockbuster Video and Hollywood video. And you know, we go get some movies and we're kind of hanging out at her place. And I'm not gonna spoil all the specifics in the situation. Suffice it to say that something was wrong with her physical, her body, because she always had like a musty smell, even fresh out of the shower, which I have no answer as to how that's possible. And I confirmed. With the shower situation, she just, her body just had a negative smell, no matter what she did off the shower. And I didn't know why my theory in hindsight is some girls will do certain types of body washes and some girls will just use bar soaps. And if you use the body washes, like in the old days, used to be bath and body works and you get like the cucumber stuff. And that seemed to do a very good job of neutralizing negative odors. Now there there have been some girls where they just, they just stink no matter what the heck they do. And in her case, this was that situation. So when that happens, and it was a musty smell, like she just ran track to describe this. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I know how I am. I'm very sensitive to that kind of thing. So this probably isn't gonna work either. However, I went with it. Now, mind you, I haven't met her actual born daughter yet. I've just spent time with her. I'm great with this because again, I don't think you should take your kids to meet you know strange people or whatever in private spaces, but she wanted to go back and check in with her grandmother, which is where her daughter was staying. No problem, so we drive I'm now driving, and I drive her to her grandmother's house and by way of this, I meet her grandmother, grandmother's really cool people, and I meet her daughter now here's where this one goes kind of off the rails because. This girl is, she's telling me at this time without really saying so that she and I aren't going to click. This ain't going to work, but we're here and we got the day. We might as well just burn the day and move on. So we decide with the little girl and the little girl's cousin to take them over to Chuck E. Cheese to have some fun. And then we'll hang out at the park or something. Okay, no problem. And I don't mind paying because whatever, because I was, I was, I wasn't rich at the time, but I didn't mind paying. It's whatever. So we go to Chuck E. Cheese. I parked across the street, and I'll never forget this. As we're about to cross the street, you know, the little girl, her daughter reaches out to hold my hand, and the cousin, hold to reach my hand, did not reach to her mom, reached to me. This girl has just met me, and she's already taken to me to cross the street. Okay, that's kind of weird. Mom gives me this evil look, totally evil. And I I didn't put it forward your daughter did this, you know, so we do the Chuck E. Cheese thing. They're having a good time. Okay. So then we go to the park park. We lay down a blanket. We're out by a tree chatting while the kids are playing with the other kids over by the uh, playground area. Okay. So now this girl is telling me all sorts of stuff about, you know, I like a light skinned, green haired guy, and you're not my kind of whatever, and this isn't going to work. And you know, I have higher tastes and standards and da, 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 and I'm kind of tuning it out. It's like one ear, and not the other. I heard some of it, but I didn't hear all of it because I already knew this isn't going to last past this day. And I, and I was fine with it because, you know, suddenly we hear a blood curling scream. I'm getting flat PTSD flashbacks again, but I hear blood curling scream. Daughter is coming running up, running up, screaming, crying. Okay. I expect the daughter to go to her mom's arms and do something. Daughter comes to me and wants me to pick her up. She's soaking wet because they were playing in some sprinklers. She's soaking wet. I don't even think about it. It was just kind of instinct, you know, pick her up and say, what's what's going on? What happened? Apparently, she had fallen or something. And I told her, you know, watch. some of those kids were kind of big. And I figured one of the kids might have bumped her or something. And tell her to be careful. She stops crying. She goes down. She goes back to play. Mom is absolutely livid absolutely live it. And again, it's not my fault. I didn't, I didn't put it forward. Your, your daughter apparently took to me and it it's frustrating, you know, cause this daughter is like the sweetest thing you ever did meet. And her mom is the worst human you can ever meet. It's like, how is it possible that the DNA of one of these goes into the other? It doesn't make any sense. And this is how I knew it's all about, you know, your, your walk of life. You know, when the, the young girl was probably not, probably didn't have, I knew didn't have a father figure, yes, but probably had not had a good relationship with mom and was, wanted that, wanted to feel that, you know, parental bond with somebody. And here I am and I'm cool with it. And I'm not, you know, acting the way that this, this, this girl is. <laughs> so go back, we drop him off and I go back home. I get a call from the girl and she's, again, going back, this ain't going to work. There's no reason to come back up here. And da, 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 like just straight up in the background, I hear the little girl and she says, Hey, is that, you know, is that me? She calls me my name. Cause she knew my name. Is that me? And, and she wants to talk to me on the phone. So let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. And mom's like, no girl starts crying, crying and bawling saying, I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him. Wouldn't let her, wouldn't let her talk to me. So that, when that happens, so now I get this situation of an absolute nutso child, child of, demon kid that just cannot be separated from mom and then on the flip side you got this other one where the child could the last thing they want to do is be around their mom it's it's like this weird and so my brain can't handle that you know my brain can't handle this complete dissection illogical dissection of children's behavior and mind you i've watched kids before you know i've watched tons of different children so it's not like a children thing just my brain can't calculate when it's the single parent situation, the absolute spread between this child acts just like a demon is embedded in them. And then this one's the sweetest thing walking around. I know it's around, you know, how the mother treats them and whether there's a father figure and all these things, I got it. But still, I, I said, I can't, I can't deal with that stress. You know, I, I can't deal with that. And I can't be in the situation where I might put somebody you know, in a position where they become a single parent either, you know, because something could happen to me and I wouldn't want that to happen either. So I backed off of it. I said, I'm not, I'm not going down that road. But I knew in both situations, I had to I had to accept. It's like, this is a parent thing, man. You you as single mothers, somehow you fail these kids. You know, I have to accept that. I have to say you failed them somehow. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know what, when, whatever you failed them somehow. And I've got to register that and recognize this and just kind of accept this and, and go on. So that was my weird story and my interaction with that whole business. I have, I've never been in that role of, I've been in the role where I didn't know what I was getting until I got there. You know, they'll say that they have a kid and they're actually pregnant, or they'll say that they're, you know, free to go out and they really aren't, or they're, they'll say that they're just big bone and they're really like huge. And I'll tell that story at some point later, but I don't know anybody out there, casualtalkradio.net contact form if you are, but I don't know if there's anybody out there who can share, you know, any insight as to the illogic of different behaviors of kids. Like I can tell a story about my niece too, and I haven't even gone there, that just, they're so freaking different in, in how they approach that. And I don't know. Why I would love to know why I'm not going to go back to that ever again. I can guarantee that I'm too old now, but I have thought about, okay, what can I do to help kids that are in those situations that it's just the family isn't working out or they don't have a family or the family is not in their best interest. And how can I play a part? And I've thought about, you know, certain nonprofits or charities or even foster care, some way to give back and help them because it's a it's a scary situation out there because as an adult, I recognize how hard it is, and I've always thought of in that lens for adults how hard it is financially trying to just keep up with the Joneses and you know dealing with all these shutdowns and and stupid places like I'm dealing with Nevada, but I never had taken the time to really think about the kids and how they're impacted by stupid decisions and silliness out there also goes to this whole business this um there's a cancer doctor and she killed her kid she, as a baby. She killed her kid and then committed suicide. Doctor, cancer, whole nine, just walked into her own home, shot her baby, and then shot herself. As I said, the greatest unforgivable sin I can think of is harming a child because they're they're defenseless. They can't defend themselves. And you do that to them instead of nurturing them, which I believe is their role. If we talk about gender roles, it is a shared purpose role. But if you're a single mother it's kind of on you, and if you let them down, like I don't think you go. You should go seeking a man. I think you should step up and say, "I just got to play both roles, put the big boy pants on, and get this thing done." That to me, that's that's an obligation. It's a requirement, and it's the reason I've largely stayed away from dating ever since. And there were other situations, but that's the reason I've stayed away from dating because, in my mind, I'm always going to have that expectation of the role that if if I'm going to meet a single parent your kid better be spotless, spotless in the sense that they're well-raised, they're well-educated, they're well-behaved, you take care of them, they're well-dressed, they're clean, they're fed, you know, you took it, you took it and ran with it. And so you can get that respect. On the flip side though, if you're not a single parent, you know, and you're about to be, let's say you're about to be separated or something else, you're not jumping right back into the shoes of trying to find a man to fill the gap. Because although having a dual parental situation is advantageous to the child, I wouldn't want you to lean on that as a crutch. You got to be strong enough of yourself first. And I think a lot of parents, especially younger parents, they focus more on the parent side and not on themselves. So in other words, what I'm saying is sometimes being coming a parent is an accident, but if it wasn't an accident as in you you wanted to go there because you just had that, quote, baby fever, I think what you should do is get yourself straight first before you commit that. And that may take a while. But I think if you're going to go to college, you need to sort that out first. If you're going to get a job, a really good job that pays really good money, you should sort that out first, and that'll take some time. Get yourself situated because you should be at a point that you can take care of yourself. You're settled in what you do. You can handle your own business. You can go a couple of months without worrying about rent. Get to that point before you consider taking on the responsibility that you may not be able to keep up with is all I'm saying. What people choose to do is what they choose to do. I'm saying that it's a disservice to yourself if you don't take the time to focus on yourself first. And these are lessons learned off age, you know, take the time to get yourself straight first before you go into bringing on another life that you have to take care of because if you can't keep yourself straight, how can you expect to do do right by somebody else? That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.